0: I did want to kind of explore just life outside of work, right? When you're used to just your work being your, your life, I wanted to see, okay, well, you know, who am I outside of work? Will my personality change? What, what do I want to do? What, what brings me joy
1: Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark, and today I'm talking to Brooke, who took time off from her job in the pharmaceutical industry to travel the world solo. Brooke also has an Instagram at Brooke Meets World, where you can see uh, photos of her adventures around the world. Brooke, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast.
0: Thanks, Mark. Yeah, happy to be here.
1: Tell us about your work in pharmaceuticals. What was that like before you went traveling?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I've spent most of my working career in the San Francisco Bay Area and I'm a chemical engineer by trade, but I sort of meandered over to the commercial side of the business, honestly, just to make more, more money. <laughs> um, I hate to <laughs> say it. Scientists I, I don't didn't get paid out. the
1: same way as people on the business <laughs> side, do they?
0: <laughs> um. You know, in the pharmaceutical space, unfortunately, no. I'm sure that differs in other industries and in other countries. But yeah, I sort of just followed the opportunities. And um, I hate to say that I sold out, but I, I kind of did. But it was also really interesting getting to learn about, you know, the the business world. And I got more into the data analytics side, which was still my comfort zone being an engineer Oh,
1: cool! Yeah, and
0: yeah yeah so I I think I got really lucky actually that I got the opportunity to to try a bunch of different things at the company I I previously worked at yeah
1: yeah absolutely it, it sounded like it was kind of more of a strategy job that you moved into it sounds like you were kind of sometimes a little bit uh, caught in the middle between different departments
0: it's true yeah so the the last job I had before I did my I guess mini retirement you could call it I was working on the sales strategy side and doing a lot of operations and analytics. And it actually was a, a great job. Uh, the people were incredible, but it, it was a bit stressful in that there was only one of me and I would have to work across different departments. And I had to synthesize all this information. And essentially, I had to come up with a, a strategy or you know a path forward that took all of this information into account. And so what that meant was that all these different departments who had different views, no one ever really got what they wanted. And so, yeah. so basically, I had to constantly give bad news to everybody all the time. I bet you <laughs> were popular so, then. Yeah, right. It was, um, you know, it, it was a bit stressful. And um, after working for a decade or so, I just felt very much felt the need to take take some time off and sort of get my head out of the rat race and kind of reprioritize.
1: One thing that you said that really resonated with me is work always wanted more from me. Uh, tell me more about that.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's true. And and I was really lucky to work at um, a really great company and a lot of the people I worked with always gave it 110% and were brilliant and uh, it's really a great thing to be able to work with people like that, but it also yeah. meant that you're just always giving it your best. You're always putting in extra hours, always um, kind of also feeling like you're not good enough, even if you're you know, still doing a great job. And so it felt like it was sort of this, I don't want to say time suck, but it was. Honestly, you could spend really an unlimited amount of time and with just the work culture in the US it's it's very much glorified to just be you know spending hours weekends nights at work people often congratulate you for this and say yeah. oh wow that's a real badass over there where yeah. it's not necessarily very you know healthy for you long term or you know in, in life there's a lot of things you have to sacrifice in order to do that and so it did feel like yeah work always always wanted more and um, depending on your personality. For me, I was someone that was like really wanting to do a good job and really cared. And so it it got more, <laughs> it kept getting more of me.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy dynamic, isn't it? Where everybody congratulates you and holds you up as a great example if you are working like crazy. And it's almost like it's uh, measured by the number of hours you work rather than the uh, amount of work you get done, how effective that work is. I know that outside exactly. of work, yeah. you're, you're an acrobat and you're a scuba diver and you're a surfer. So how did you square kind of all all those different things that are part of your life with what must have been a very different work life?
0: Yeah, well, I will say the the sad thing is surfing and scuba diving in San Francisco is a little more advanced than I would give myself credit for. And so... <laughs> those hobbies tended to be on a travel basis only but yeah I I really am passionate about partner acrobatics so I was a cheerleader in university and um, which I guess if you're outside of the US it might not mean much but this is the type of thing where you're getting launched in the air and doing flips and and all of that and so I it's really fun and so i found my way into the acro yoga community and yeah in general well let's see when i was working i usually could manage to do it about twice a week so
1: um oh that's pretty good usually
0: once on a weekend and then once during the week but we we would start late usually we'd start at 8 or 9 p.m. and go until midnight <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah you can you can definitely find find the time um for me too it's just something that you have to be so present. You have to be so focused on what you're doing yeah. and it really can relieve stress. Honestly. Yeah. It takes you out of, you can't be thinking about what you have to do tomorrow when you're upside yep. down in someone's hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I know that you didn't actually have to quit your job because uh, you were laid off. Uh, how, how did it feel when you found out that you'd been laid off?
0: Yeah. Um, it felt like I won the lottery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Managers are so terrified of telling people that they've been laid off. And sometimes the response is, I've been laid off. That's that's fantastic. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was feeling very much ready to quit um, before that to be very transparent. I was planning on putting in my notice in March of 2020. And then... Just a few little changes in the world in March of 2020 led me to yeah. to keep my job and keep yeah. you know being American too. I I rely on my employment for health insurance, and so I ended up um, just staying employed a little bit longer. And I was also really lucky to have a um, you know a manager who was very much an advocate for what was best for me, and he. He actually had a conversation with me a few months prior asking me, you know, like, like, you can read the writing on the wall. We're going to have some changes. What, you know, what, what is it that would make you, you know, happy and be the best for you? And so I actually, I felt really uh, lucky to be able to have this amount of candor in the conversation. And I mentioned that I would very much benefit from uh, having the layoff. And so when I did get the call, he said, Brooke, I know this is going to be my easiest conversation of the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's it's great when you're a little bit more prepared for it like that than if it comes as a uh, an unexpected shock.
0: Totally, yeah, and I feel really lucky, honestly, that I was in that position. I know not everybody was, and so um, you know I have to just take the take the wins when I when I get them and be grateful for them. Yeah.
1: And in a way, you did quit because you could have pursued uh, new positions in the same company, um, but you chose not to.
0: Yeah, well, because I was planning on quitting um, prior to the layoff, this was just this amazing surprise. So I thought about it a little bit because honestly, it's, it's scary, right? Working is all I knew. I was in San Francisco where the cost of living is so high, the work culture is so intense. Um, in San Francisco, when you go to a party, everyone asks, oh, who do you work for? What do you do? Because yeah. that's the conversation, right? No one asks, what do you do for fun? I mean, eventually you'll get there, but everybody, it, your, your work is truly your identity, especially in a place like San Francisco. So it was a little scary to just accept it, but it was also really freeing, extremely freeing. And Again, I was so lucky we had a really generous severance package. And so um, it essentially funded, uh, you know, all of my travels. And so I was so lucky and I I think I would be crazy to turn that, to turn that down. Um, Yeah. But it it definitely was, it crossed my mind because it's just so scary when all you know is just work culture to leave that. Yeah,
1: it really is. It really is. So for the last uh, 18 months, you've been traveling Europe, the Middle East and Central America all solo? Yeah. When you left work and you were planning your travels, what were your expectations? What were you thinking you were going to um, get out of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know for sure. I did want to kind of explore just life outside of work right when you're used to yeah. just your work being your your life i wanted to see okay well you know who am i outside of work will my personality change what what do i want to do what what brings me joy um you know will i be more of a planner or less of a planner turns out way less of a planner when i'm not working
1: <laughs> oh interesting
0: um, i don't yeah yeah and I wanted to, to meet people. I, I stay in, I travel really cheaply, um, yeah. you know, staying in hostels and sometimes even couch surfing. And I wanted to meet new people from all over the world. I wanted to explore you know, regions of the world I've never been to. I wanted to you know get some new skills like for example, um, surfing and scuba is something that I got to spend a lot more time on while traveling. And yeah, also think about if I ever want to leave. So I've been in the U.S. my whole life, really. So if I ever wanted to live abroad, where might that be? And kind of explore some other countries with the intention of maybe moving one day. Um, Yeah, it was just having complete freedom and also just flexibility. I mean, traveling during a pandemic, of course, doesn't always lend itself to a lot of flexibility, but I think it also brought me to places that I might not normally think of going, um, because they were open. And, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, ethics involved with all of this. So I think staying, staying safe, keeping other people safe, following all the rules, you know, yeah. all of that, I think is really important, but like, I never would have went to Slovakia if not yeah. for it just kind of worked out with my travel plans. And I'm, I love that country. It was amazing mountains. Um, you know, Bratislava was so fun and cool and I'm so happy that I, I made it so yeah be, being just kind of opportunistic and what presented itself was just the ultimate freedom I think for traveling
1: can you think of any one particular place or experience or encounter that uh, had a particular impact on you
0: oh so oh, okay I have a list of like 20 of them so I'll, be, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll tell you one Okay, one moment I had that just really it always sticks out to me because it was just it was like it gives me shivers thinking about it was so I was in Slovenia and I ended up hiking their tallest peak with um, my friend Lisa, who I just met, a awesome woman from Germany, and it's a two day hike, and you stay in this mountain hut overnight, and it's pretty intense you um, it's a via ferrata route which. For the hiker or the non-hikers out there you essentially need a harness and a helmet and you have to clip in because if you fall you're gone so i i love stuff like this and um and so we ended up meeting this group of uh local slovenians um, at this hut and they're like yeah we're gonna go at sunrise do you want to come we're like yeah sure (laughs) like it would be really nice to have like people that have done this before because you're not considered a true Slovenian until you, you climb this, um, this peak Mount Triglav. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. And so we do it, we get up in like basically the middle of the night and you know, we're climbing in the dark with our little headlamps and it's just so cool. And then we reach the peak and I happen to have a full size Slovenian flag because someone I had traveled with collects them and doors were closed on his last day. So I bought one that I was going to ship to him, but I figured, well, I'll take it up the mountain first and then I'll ship it to him. <laughs> and so I'm getting a photo at the very top holding this flag. Um, not really thinking too much about it, but all this, cause it was really just only Slovenians there. They all turned yeah. to me and they started singing their national anthem and it oh, was wow. sunrise. So the colors were incredible. And I was on the top of the mountain and I was just Holding their flag, and they were all looking and singing at me, and like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It's, it was just like so, oh, like majestic. I don't know how to describe it, but it was, it was really cool. Um, Yeah, Slovenia was totally a, a, I don't know if I if I call it a hidden gem, but oh my gosh, the nature there and the people are so cool, and the wine. uh, So
1: yeah, definitely
0: exceeded expectations. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So so now you're <laughs> back from your travels and you're in a, a new job how's that going?
0: Yeah so I'm in my third week of a new job. I went back to the pharmaceutical industry and it's a little it's a little intense. Um, it's crazy how being gone for 18 months and then coming back to my home I'm actually right now I'm in my I'm in the Seattle area which is where I grew up I'm with my family so, this should be the most comfortable thing in the world for me, but in in a lot of ways it is, but it's, wow. Even just going to a grocery store is a bit overwhelming when you're used to, (laughs) um, you know, being abroad and not having these giant Costco's and and whatnot. Um, But it actually does feel really good. I think I have a very different mindset about work now than I did in the past. And, before work was very much a part of my identity. Um, you know, the things that were most important to me were climbing the corporate ladder, getting promotion, etc. Now I still care, right? I think it's. I think if you're someone who really cares, it's no matter what you do, you'll still you know have motivation. But I very much view it as a tool. Um, I'm pretty passionate about personal finance, and so it's going to allow me to accomplish financial goals. Hopefully, give me more freedom to be able to travel in the future yeah. um and i think i'm approaching it with uh, i guess less less stress just kind of enjoying the process understanding yeah. that um you know i don't have to be perfect and just try my best and just enjoy it
1: and you mentioned the possibility of living somewhere other than in the u.s uh, that's kind of a, a major change so how has <laughs> travel shifted your thinking on that
0: Yeah, um, I think there's a couple of benefits to leaving the U.S. And the U.S. is amazing at a lot of things. I don't want to give the impression that I'm not, you know, a fan of my country. Um, But I think there are a lot of benefits, at least for me personally, that if I was to live abroad for an undetermined amount of time, I think I would like... uh, I think the open-mindedness that you you see in a lot of uh, well clearly it depends but I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards a a Nordic country um, and the social safety nets I think can be really amazing for you know raising a family and kind of living a more low stress life it's amazing when you're not worried about being crushed by medical debt <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> how the weight off your shoulders can just disappear. But I think also the concept of geo-arbitrage is very intriguing because one thing I did notice is that in the U.S., you actually can make these, honestly, like stupid high salaries. You, of course, have to pay for your health insurance and health care. You know, university in the U.S., student debt, it's, it's crippling and it's really hurt a lot of people. Um, but if you can find a way to you know, live and work here when you're younger um, if you're lucky enough to not be, you know, crushed by student debt, um, yeah. be able to save, and um, you know, as you get older, when you think about when you might need more uh, more healthcare, and if you have children, if you want to put them through university, um, if you can do that abroad, you all of a sudden these these massive costs that I think almost every American worries about can be, you know, significantly, significantly lowered. So. I'm, I'm thinking living in the U.S. for, I don't know, maybe another five years. I do like it here. My family's here. Our national parks are amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be really fun to live in another country and experience another culture and, you know, hopefully raise kids with a different perspective and a bit more open-mindedness than um, we see throughout the U.S.,
1: so, listeners, if you'd like to uh, connect with Brooke, you can follow her on Instagram at brookemeetsworld. That's uh, B-R-O-O-K-E dot meets dot world. Or you can check out her blog at Brooke meets world dot com. Brooke, thanks so much for joining me on the QuitWork podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. Great talking with you.
1: Thanks for listening to the QuitWork Work podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkproject.com. And if you have any comments on this episode or if you'd like to tell your own quit work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkproject.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.